Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All right, vloggers, before we dive into another hot app, Mr. Andrew Hamilton wanted me to remind you that you can catch his award not winning show. Jokes about the time I went to prison at Kinsella's in Darlinghurst on Saturday, October 21st. Tickets are at standupsydney.com.au. Uh, if you'd like to catch me, I'll actually be with Tom Whitcomb on tour. He's doing support for me. We sold out Canberra last weekend. Thank you for any flogs that made it through. Uh, but on the 20th and 21st, we're in Wagga Wagga and Albury. Uh, tickets on my website, www.danielmuggleton.com.au. Would love to see you there. Or if you know anyone in Albury, there's plenty of tickets available. So let them know. Let's get into this week's app. Good and juice. Welcome to the vlog cabin. There's blokes with jokes. Anything could happen except for mutual masturbation. That's not the kind of vlog we mean. Didn't we run out of tape last time? I've brought a hard drive in a box still. In a box still? Fucking yeah. you. You bought a hard drive, he bought a hard drive. The boys are growing up. I, don't, I still don't know exactly what I'm meant to do with it. Like, I, in theory, I get it. But is there more to it than just dragging and dropping across? Can I just back the whole thing up? No, it's a fucking hard drive, Tom. You just use it. <laughs> <laughs> how can you not know how an external hard drive works? Because isn't there a way to, like, back up your whole machine at once? Isn't yeah, that but a thing? what do you need that for? Well, in case the whole thing falls over. You got a separate one for that. This is for your videos. Oh, I need two now? Yeah. God. Can't believe it's taken you. I've been asking you to buy an external hard drive for, what, a year? At least, Like, yeah. since the tour, I'm just like, Tom, you're going to need an external hard drive. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll get one, but, you know. I don't have a $129.95. Yeah. But I do. They sell them everywhere. You can, you can get them at the you can get them at Australia Post. Yeah, accessibility wasn't the issue, Andrew. I'm on Amazon as well. <laughs> <laughs> so like, all so, right. So what's stopping you? What's the roadblock? What like there's, there's like the IDF at the at the border, and you're just like, I just want to get an external hard drive and like papers, <laughs> <laughs> papers quick. No, I, re, I I refuse to get into this fucking like. 
Palestine invades Israel. Good on Palestine. The freedom fighters are fucking going. You're not on the chase. It's like you shot 250 people at a music festival. These are not <laughs> the heroes we're looking for. <laughs> Except if they were all DJs. <laughs> 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 then I'm cool with it. <laughs> 250 dead DJs? All right, I'm converting. <laughs> Let's give it a go. <laughs> but yeah. No, you know what I mean? Just like. Uh, people like weighing in being like yeah they fucking showed them you know this is why we should vote yes on the weekend it's like what <laughs> are you conflating these two things for have you seen someone actually say that what yeah like just like this is the same this is their this is their fright for freedom and uh, I'm like this is a much more complex issue so than much. people give it credit for there's a there's a comedian friend of ours who is currently a Jewish comedian friend of ours who's currently uh, undercover at a pro-Palestine rally and he says it's all hijabs and septum piercings. <laughs> it's, it's Arabs and they them. <laughs> Two groups that have literally nothing else in common. Until now. Yeah. Just be funny, like under like underneath the hijabs or whatever of all the very conservative Muslim women, they've all got green hair. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> uh, that's um, I don't know if that's going to end up in the podcast, but it is funny because we would know from the pre-recording that that didn't come out of nowhere. But yes. according to the recording, you've just gone, by the way, I refuse to get on board with this. <laughs> <laughs> right, Israel and Palestine. Let's start here, shall we? Yeah, this is fucking, you know, Australia 2000s left-wing ABC groups being like, let's weigh in. <laughs> Remember that time we dressed as Osama Bin Laden? This is a bigger misfire. <laughs> that was great I was I was well into that I got nothing wrong with nothing against that yeah but I just think the social media hot take where it's just like unprovoked it's like bro like real re okay yeah Israel was one of these it, for me as well until yesterday of like total oh, so mental blank spot so in the last 24 hours you've figured it out <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. I don't know. I've 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 had Reddit explain it to me like I'm five. I I get what's going on now. Um so what, you've been you've been brushing up on it now? Just Just yesterday when the news broke about the thing happening in Israel, I was like, I need to know more about this. I need mm. to know what exactly is happening. So I did a bit of Googling. I started off at chat GBT. I said, ELI five, explain like I'm five uh, the uh the situation between Israel and Palestine. And it uh, it took five a little bit too literally. It was like, imagine a playground with two groups of kids. Oh. <laughs> and then Jesus. it goes, one of the lines was, one of the kids ki one of the kids keeps shooting fireworks in brackets, missiles. At the <laughs> other group. <laughs> I like that it doesn't want the kid to lose its innocence. <laughs> um, Wait, so wow. you asked like a AI thing about it. So I asked ChatGPT to start with, because you can ask ChatGPT to respond like reddit you can say e eli5 and it'll do it and then i just went to the original source and went to reddit and is, there was quite a good post about it is this like you laughed at that andrew which i really appreciate like do do we do people ask chat gpt things now i've never asked it anything yeah i was surprised i remember that one of the early podcasts going on to chat gpt on your machine and it having no login i was like do you not do this no yeah, it seems more and more people are using it right as a way to uh, aggregate all like information to tell a narrative, and it has references to a whole bunch of different news sources within the one piece, right? So you get the gist gist of it quite comprehensively. Oh. Uh, um, is that do you do that for a lot of stuff now? Uh, I don't do it for that much. I'm trying to do it more. A lot of people are using it pretty much in place of Google. Like it, uh -huh. it is kind of replacing for a lot of uh, younger people. It's sort of the new homepage on the internet, sort of thing. 
So what, like, you'd go on chat GPT and be like, backdoor anal sluts, and <laughs> you'd find that? Yeah, explain, could, me, explain to me the history. Like I'm five. Like I'm five. Two men are in a playground. Yeah. And there's one toy, but everybody gets to play with it, but only from behind. <laughs> <laughs> and the toy didn't know its father. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I, look, I, I think I've never been an early adopter of like any kind of technology. Like, I was definitely that person who was like, iPhones are never going to catch on. I know it's handy, but I just still don't trust AI. Like, neither uh, do I. Thank I've you. I've seen, I've seen Terminator Two. I, you know, I, I know enough not to trust it. I, yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. I just, <laughs> I don't like anything. Like I was telling you, like I was I on don't that. Like anything. I don't like anything at first. Like, yeah. Not at all. I'm skeptical. Um, but like. Uh, I remember when I was on that European holiday recently and my friends were like, let's get Splitwise. And like, I crack the shits because I'm like, I do not want another fucking app to have my information. Like, I'm sick of it. Yeah. Like, I'm sick of just putting in my date of birth, my gender, like all that shit again. Is that split payments? Splitwise, yeah. So it's like at the end of a holiday, like, you know, where you get dinner one night instead of then them getting dinner the next night, you can divide it exactly and then settle up. Can you imagine, Andrew? It sounds quite useful. It, do, it does, doesn't it? Uh. <laughs> it does sound useful. Not uh. to Dan. Not to the Dan Muggleton system of like, you buy some things, I'll buy some things, it'll be fine. I think if something is consistently demonstrably either saving you or making you money, then you, uh, I would be more inclined to start figuring out how to use it. But at the moment with ChatGPT, uh, I haven't seen enough cases for how it can improve my life to really bother with it. Mm. Man, I could write write some jokes for you. <laughs> some people do it. I've heard comedians talk about that openly, which I find mental. So I, I read an article by a guy who was a staff writer, I think, on uh, The Daily Show, and he was playing around with the chat GPT or an equivalent. I think it might not have been that one, but a different one, to see if he could write jokes, and he asked it to write Onion-style headlines, and he listed out a bunch of them of what it came out with. My favourite was... Uh, Politicians concerned as war in Ukraine threatens to get even more boring. <laughs> That's not bad. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I got it. I, I asked ChatGPT to write me prison jokes, and it just wrote. It just got jokes that were already on the internet, mm. but it did break it down. I said, "Write me a an hour long show about prison," mm. and it broke it down into like seven or eight categories. And I was like, "That's actually useful, just to try and like see if there's any level, areas of thinking where I hadn't." actually thought to think about to then write a joke. That, that's so, actually useful to then remember and recite to get a nomination <laughs> at a prestigious <laughs> comedy festival. Yeah, you should have said award instead of nomination. That would have been... I, well, did your computer break between that and the acceptance speech you can't remember? <laughs> oh, no, it wrote that too. <laughs> I got it to have a crack at writing the opening uh, chapter of my book just to see, like, mm. I was like, I hope... That it's not better than my stuff, but it was still pretty good. It was. It started with something. I mean, it got like, a book advance, so it's got to be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Chat GPT gets twenty percent. It started with something like the smell of pizza wafted through the streets of Surrey Hills. Oh, you sent it. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Who did you um, did you send it on in our group chat? I'm, I may have. I'm not in this group chat. Point. Um, no, I I meant like the Flog Cabin oh. group chat. I was going to be real hurt just now. <laughs> We're in a group chat you're not in, but you wouldn't want to be in it. What? Who's in it? 
Other comedians. Oh, no. <laughs> Anything but that. <laughs> I was going to be like, who's in it? Hot babes? <laughs> That's the other one. <laughs> it's really expensive to be in the group chat, but there are a lot of hot babes in it. It's cost me a lot of Bitcoin. <laughs> I, just, sorry, I just thought about the concept of there being a group chat that me and my mates are in that also features a singular hot babe. Like, hot, I, don't, hot I don't babe. think there's ever been one. <laughs> I think group chats are for the boys. You just... You just add her and just see how long it takes for her to leave the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really like enjoying the concept of the, you know, hot babe in a group chat. Like I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm fully getting a take me there. I think, I think like, no, because in my head, like the group chat is where you put things that you want to say that will not lead to anyone fucking you. So you're like, this is what the group chat's for. <laughs> <laughs> no? Has anyone ever put the best self forward in a group chat? No, no. It's, but it's about, it's usually my real self. That's the problem. Ah. You know, it's it's one that you don't want a hot chick to see. You it's don't want the your, hot uh, chick to see the real self? No. Nah, it's your all your unhinged thoughts. <laughs> and yet they've seen your comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my best self again. That's where I lie. Well that's what ChatGPT says my best self is, so <laughs> And who would know better? <laughs> Google would know better. I look, I'm sorry if like Google was like, hey, do this, and ChatGPT was like, hey, do this, I'd be like, I'm I'm trusting Google. So apparently Google had do you remember this? Google had their own version of uh, ChatGPT. It was called Bart. And they did a oh. demo of it. They did a live demo of it at some tech conference. And uh, they, it got one of the questions wrong. It was asked a question about like the Hubble Space Telescope or something and it talked about a different telescope. And everyone was... Apparently, Google's share price d- dipped like 30% the next day because people were like, they fucked up their AI. It's no good. It's crazy that Google can kick so many goals for so long and then just like their AI gets the telescope question wrong and it hits their share price so <laughs> <Yeah>. badly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> yeah, and it's really funny because like they could only yell at the AI, like you know what I mean. Like it's not like one guy was just like, yeah, he's a, he's on telescopes, he's on telescope <laughs> section. Yeah, telescope Tim, that's who's doing it. <laughs> he's just in there every day, being like Hubble, uh, where is it? How much money? Putting it in. For some reason, in my head, like it's the staff of Google who write Wikipedia. Like I know that's not the case. <laughs> But in my head, that's kind of how it works. I'm always a little bit baffled about who who it is that actually is keeping Wikipedia going. Like the actual public contributions to Wikipedia. Mm. Who's doing that? Who's, whose hobby is keeping Wikipedia updated? Yeah, I mean, there are obviously people who just get off on that. Like they're, just, they're contributing regularly, fact-checking stuff, and then contributing for essentially no, no money. Do they get paid at all for contributing? No, it's no it's, I don't think... I think uh, Wikipedia does, does have some staff who mm. get paid, yep. but it's mostly, yeah, just public. Surely the staff get paid to go through and, like, remove that fake thing that people write when a celebrity has something happen to them. Yeah. You know, that, well, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, Scottie Pippen is a six-time NBA champion but doesn't know shit about NRL Like <laughs> after his appearance during the grand final. Yeah. And the staff are like, oh, fine, lose it. Yeah, right, yeah, but there's yeah. someone, when the Panthers win the grand final, won the grand final this year, there's someone who would have been the first person to jump on Wikipedia to try and update that. Yeah, 100%. There's, and there's then someone there's, sitting there in front of nine at 79.58 seconds into the grand final refreshing. Like someone's already changed it. The game's not over. Yeah. Report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's multiple people getting pissed off that someone else has beaten them to it with uh, with like inserting new facts into Wikipedia. I always said it's always been a dream of mine to be the first person on a Wikipedia page to change a celebrity's a dead celebrity status from is to was. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's that's Tom Whitcomb. That's the tense guy. <laughs> the tense guy. <laughs> He's so tense. <laughs> he changes it, bro. 
I'm actually when I was I was it was year eleven when I was seventeen. I went on and uh, I was a, being a big Sydney Roosters fan. Mm. I put myself into Todd Carney's Wikipedia page. <laughs> Still there. What? Still there. Are you serious? I think so. Well, Last then you put yourself in This there. might be the first scoop in the pod's history. You're still on Todd Carney. Todd Todd the Bubbler Carney <laughs> Wikipedia page. And this was, this was Tom pr- Wickham was the guy recording the video of <laughs> yeah, and this was, Carney the Bubbler. This was pre-bubble, actually. This was I knew him before he drank his own urine. Tom Wickham was actually in the cubicle while he did the bubbler masturbating <laughs> vigorously. <laughs> Oh, and I'm looking through this now, and there's a lot of like. Uh, oh, has it been taken out? Well, there's a lot of little uh, parts of it that say citation needed, which I certainly did not have. So, uh, oh, oh, I'm going to be very sad if it's taken out. It was there for a long time. I feel I should have looked this up before I said it on the podcast. I wish we had a cameraman to zoom in real close to you. <laughs> Tom Whitcomb shows emotion. What was the? Fa- oh, I got it. Here we go. Uh, so this is in. So he's only got a few sections. He's got uh, background, playing career, and honors and references. Honours is a short section, I imagine. Um, <laughs> Hydrated. <laughs> bubbler was a word that we no- didn't know. Yeah, it was like he brought in the bubbler and that big brother guy brought in turkey slap, <laughs> which, I mean, sexual assault would have been fine. Was oh, that turkey, turkey slap was one of hot dogs? I don't, no, think, it was I don't think it was hot dogs. Because mm. hot dogs then had a late night... Sh- Remember hot dogs had like hot dogs up late? On I played with hot dogs, yeah, absolutely. It was a quiz, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. This was a like classic Chaser's War, going back to the Chaser. That was... Uh, they made fun of hot dogs? I think he was quite a big part of that, like, yeah. And now they're going after Israel. <laughs> <laughs> Two big targets taken down. <laughs> so what's this fact you added? Okay, um, so it's about, uh, it's, it's about, like, the controversy that happened when he was at the Canberra Raiders. Uh, on the 18th of May 2007, despite being disqualified from driving, Carney drove a ute belonging to teammate Steve Irwin. Uh, police began to pursue the vehicle after noticing the wheels of the ute momentarily lose traction as it went around a corner, blah, blah, blah. And then I, uh, after the, uh, it says, police went to Carney's home address, but he was not there. Instead, the police found 23-year-old roommate Tom Whitcomb claimed that he had not seen Carney since earlier that afternoon. The next morning, Carney turned himself into the police. That's on the Wikipedia page? Verify, Hammer. Oh, my gosh, yeah. That's been on there for 15 years. Dude, you know the best thing about this? Uh is no. that now that you've said it on the podcast, someone's going to get rid of it. No, I've, said it on, I've said it on two other podcasts. Really? Maybe no one listens to those ones. I mean, I think, I think the floggers are worse people than the, <laughs> the listeners of the other podcasts. These are some real low dogs. I've also never heard of Steve Irwin, the rugby league player. Oh, yeah, he's real. He's yeah, real? I had to look that up. What was it? Like He was the kind of had the car crash. Yeah, I think it was his... Uh, yeah, he was in the car with Carney when he crashed the first time. Do you, do you remember that old joke when Steve Owen died? Because it was like the same week as Peter Brock. It's like, what do Steve Owen and Peter Brock fear most? Fishtails? Because <laughs> Stingray <laughs> killed Steve Owen, yeah. crash killed Peter Brock. That's pretty good. There you go. That's pretty good. I, I saw there was also a lot of people that posted like... Um, I know a lot of... Legends have died this week, but just letting you know, I'm absolutely fine. There was just like <laughs> a bunch of people posting that, you're like classic. <laughs> that is pretty good, though. I remember the uh, the day after Michael Jackson died. I had uh, my year master. We had like our all year assembly, and my year master gets up and he goes, uh, "Fellas, uh, I don't know. You would have heard yesterday. Michael Jackson, the king of pop, has died. They uh, they're not sure what the cause of death was. They don't know whether to." Blame it on the moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, how, did, how did it go? Was it well received? Oh, yeah, it crushed. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. 
Uh, speaking of which, this I've never heard this part of the Carney story. On the 18th of January 2019, Carney appeared on an NRL podcast titled Bloke in a Bar. Carney said that his bubbler act had been performed by another teammate, Bryce Gibbs. Carney claimed the bubbler became part of the celebrations after each win. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, the bubbler didn't win a lot. The bubbler got him fired from Cronulla. <laughs> yep. And he's gone up being like, the Cronulla Sharks were pissing in their own mouths. We're all doing it. On this the was, regular. Yeah. yeah. To, to not do it, I would have been a poor sport. I would have been, wouldn't have been a <laughs> team player. <laughs> I, I think with that incident with the Sharks, if, if one of your fellas, you're, if you're all pissing in your own mouths doing the bubbler and one of the fellas goes down for it, they should have had like a I am Spartacus moment. <laughs> <laughs> you think? And then like, I also piss in my mouth. I also piss in my mouth. Like, what are they going to do? Fire the entire team? You guys, you guys seen the 2015 Cronulla Sharks team photo? It is. It's different. Yeah, look, they used to call it the bubble and now they call it the fountain. <laughs> you ever been outside the Bellagio in Vegas? Yeah, very similar energy down at Cronulla. <laughs> Like, if that's true, they all should have done it as a solid. And you're playing Carney DeLune under. Anyone else an Ocean's Eleven guy? <laughs> Sorry, that's a very specific. <laughs> they complete the heist. They go to the Bellagio Fountain. Claire DeLune plays Carney DeLune. I thought something was there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the boys didn't love it. No. <laughs> I felt really, really taking this like I pissed in your mouth. <laughs> I'd never do that. Only piss in my mouth. Because <laughs> pissing in another bloke's mouth, that'd be, that'd be a bit gay. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that's when it gets weird. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I knew a guy who knew a guy who played professional footy for a little while, and apparently there was a thing in the uh, in the changing rooms when they were like naked after a shower, <laughs> where guys would grab each other's dicks and be like, "You better not get hard." <laughs> <laughs> As I was halfway through saying, I'm like, "There's no way to end this." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is one way: get hard. <laughs> <laughs> That would be like one of the all-time bluff calls. It's like <laughs> some guy in a locker room grabs your dick, being like, "You better not get hard," and you're like, <laughs> Bang. Or, "Or else what?" And then pilot.com.au. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy doubles up. Well, you, well, well, you definitely better not come. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do our ad read? We can do the ad read if you like. If you, if you, who, who's afforded it? I've got one for. I've got one for Tom. We write it. They want nothing to do with this. <laughs> they don't want to <laughs> endorse a single part of this message. I was like, hey, do you want to chuck it in the description of the episodes? And they said, oh, if you need to. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to keep doing this until they pay us not to. <laughs> yeah. All right. You should. Have <laughs> send it to me. Did you get it? You got it. So Andrew Hamilton has written an ad for Mr. Tom Whitcomb. My name's Tom Whitcomb. And if you know me, you know that my style of comedy isn't the kind that gets big laughs. <laughs> Recently, I had a textbook Whitcomb middling performance, but this one wasn't on the stage. It was in the bedroom. I was attempted to have my weekly scheduled 6 to 6.05 p.m. Thursday lovemaking session when I'm sorry to say, but I was struck down with a case of the Captain Feather sort. The old limp biscuit, the limber timber. You get what I mean. My fiance tried to console me. She said that Whitcomb Woody wasn't even the kind that gets bigger actions. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I knew I had to do something about it. With the help of Pilot, I've been able to put in the strongest performances of my life and even set a new record of eight whole minutes. <laughs> My fiance no longer had to ask if it's in yet. She knows. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know that you and now that you know that you've got a friend in pilot. Go to pilot.com.au. 
Good stuff. That was good. That was very good. That was strong, however. That was nice. Thank you. Just yeah. harking back to the old PR days. <laughs> Sometimes they write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean you went on chat for GPT for that one? <laughs> write an erectile dysfunction commercial for Tom Whitcomb, bracket Todd Carney's roommate. <laughs> I can't believe that's still there. How long did you say you're right, though? Right uh, it would have been 2008. I love, I love like a good long-term lilac. My friend had this one, crabs are just spiders with exoskeletons. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, they, like they're hermit crabs, like that's their shell they've crawled into? No, no, no. It was in like, they're the exact same thing as a spider. Right. But they've just got this fucking sick armor. So yeah, you, okay. can't, you can't get them. That's why you find like uh, spider webs at the beach because <laughs> the crabs have spun them. That's, <laughs> That's great. Pretty good. That's great stuff. The other one, this is my one. And if you guys and any floggers would, you know, like to spread it around, I think it's a pretty good lie as far as lies go. Jimmy Buffett invented the buffet. <laughs> That's how he got into the game. Yeah. That's how he got into the financial game. And he called it the buffet. Because he thought the French-sounding name would make it seem classier. Do you mean Warren Buffett? Is yes, I mean Warren Buffett. <laughs> Fuck! I think Jimmy Buffett was a musician, right? Jimmy Buffett was the guy who invented the Margaritaville, which yeah. is basically a buffet. R- rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. Rest in peace. Uh, wait, so, sorry, I forgot. What was the reasoning for it? He, he invented it because... He doesn't even know his own lie. <laughs> there's just so many lies. There's a web. It's probably created by a crab. <laughs> you know, there's old crab webs. Um, no, so yeah, just that, you know, Warren Buffett is obviously the, you know, uh, investor. Yeah. Like one, of the, one of the great investors of all time. And yeah, just the idea that the way that he got the initial capital to begin investing was by inventing the buffet. That's good. I think we should, I think that uh, whenever we do eventually have a guest on here, mm. we should make it our mission for every guest just to drop that into conversation. Oh, that is good. And just see if they bite or not. My mum uh, was once told and believed that putting racing stripes on the side of a car makes it more aerodynamic. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I mean, that thing from The Simpsons, like the air holes that <laughs> make the car go faster. Red, the red ones go faster, yeah. Uh, oh, man. I like to think that someone at Wikipedia's job is just every couple of days, every, every few hours I have to take down someone else trying to write that Scott Morrison shot himself at Engadine Mackers. Like, that, that has to be someone's almost part-time job. Has, has the person who claimed up Oh, sorry, came up with that, claimed it yet? I thought that rings a bell. Is that I, someone I, we know? Is that I know thing? who did it, but I don't know if it's out. Is it... Um, you know who started it? Yeah. Is Amazing. It, oh, I think I know... Oh, what's his name? What, we can well, look, we it can out. get rid of it. Joyride. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think the Mugoff guys might have talked about that maybe, but I don't know. I mean, he's he's around and does like some comedy pods here and there. But my yeah. understanding was it was Joyride who started it, and it's like just one of the greatest. And he just he just made it up. Yep, hundred percent, completely fabricated, not that's, true. That's awesome. Like, was I think there's been like some more kind of law around it where it's like it was you know on the night of the grand final mm. loss in like 1998 or something. That's what my understanding of it was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's what do you think the best lie in Australian history? Very possibly. Like it is definitely. I thought it was true. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a fun lie. It's so good. It's I way think, more fun than Terra Nullius. <laughs> <laughs> Great lie, not much fun. I think it works <laughs> It works because you want to believe it, you know? 100%. Like you want to spread it, you want to believe it, so then you convince yourself that it is real. I don't think even like a Scott Morrison supporter would want it to be untrue. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I think Scott Morrison himself has joked about Possibly being no. Sorry. Come on, 
He doesn't seem to have any sense of humour at all. Mm. <laughs> Unless he's in Hawaii. <laughs> having a really good holiday. Do you remember on 60 Minutes where he got the ukulele out and he played, uh, where did he play? But summer in somewhere. But it was just like, what do you, do you think this is, who told him this was a good idea? This is post bushfires where it's like, you know what you should remind people of your, is your ties to Hawaii. Yeah. And these people have like a whole PR team, right? A whole yeah. people's job is to work on the image and they're letting that through to the keeper. So many people, constant polling. <laughs> Can you imagine it? Just, just, just put this one in. Like, it's not, not like that important, but it's kind of put it out there. Like, see what you think about all the lockdown stuff. Like, that's mm. kind of okay. See what you think about the fact he's taking on these different ministerships and just like, just kind of be like, would it, would a ukulele, just him kind of playing it a little bit, help? Just yeah, yeah, show yeah. a bit of your fun side, your wacky side. The yeah, focus just, grip. And I, as, if I'm hearing you right, it sounds like the grass skirt is too much. Is that what we're thinking? But the ukulele, <laughs> spot on. They, they like that. The coconut bra, too much. Yeah. Hey, hey, Scotty, can you play a ukulele? Oh, you can learn. <laughs> I, this is like one of my favourite Australian political things. I think about it all the time because Mary... Mary used to, where she worked in London, like Julia Gillard worked like down the road, like post her prime ministership. And like they just go to the same like, you know, high street chain. I think it was like Eat or Pod or something. Yeah. Where you just get like a sandwich like off a fucking shelf kind of thing. And like she's got no security. Mm. None. Have you seen an American president who's no longer president? Mm. Yeah. They have a whole entourage for like the rest of their life. Secret service for the rest of their life. That is necessary and required. Yeah. Julia Gillard, no one. Yeah. Not even like a fucking dog or something. Just like, <laughs> no, no, everybody's like, well, we have completely forgotten she exists. Who would bother to try and harm her? That's so funny. Remember the John Howard thing? He used to power walk. And the yeah. guy went up to him one day. Nobody tackled him. Yeah. Nobody think, shot him. The thing is, I think in America, they think that like if an attack on an ex-president is saying something that's an attack on America. Whereas we think our ex-leaders, if they get attacked, we're like, oh, maybe they were a fuckhead. You know, it's not, it's, not, it's not insinuating that it's an attack on Australia. Yeah. Attacking an American president is an attack on America. Attacking mm. an Australian prime minister is an attack for Australia. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it was clearly an inside job. No other countries even know who she is. Yeah. Someone shot Scott Morrison. Like, where is he? I gotta go shake that guy's hand. Yeah. I shot him through the ukulele. That's sick. <laughs> Dude. Apparently, after he got shot, he shat himself. I fucking knew that was true. I knew it, dude. I knew it. It's such a bizarre because, like, Harold Holt. Died, mm. well, disappeared, but mm. died, and like we joke about it. Like, there's no, there's no like the naming of the pool is very funny. The, what? Is, which the, one is it? There's a public pool named after Harold Holt. Oh, the Harold Holt Aquatic <laughs> Center. So the rumor is what he went into the surf one day and never came out and never saw, saw again. Is that never seen again? I don't believe that's a rumor. <laughs> Andrew, I think that's a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the conspiracy theory is. Sorry, and Andrew's been to court a few times. You got to be like, well, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> he went for a swim and then allegedly never returned, so and then allegedly <laughs> that that was that, that none of that belongs to me. Um, <laughs> the conspiracy theory is. <laughs> Well, the rumor is that he was uh, abducted by a Japanese submarine. Mm. No, it was a Russian submarine. Oh, was it Russian? Were we past that? I thought, yeah, past that. Cold War. Oh, okay. It was like during Vietnam because he was the one who sent the troops to Vietnam. So people were like, maybe the Russians kind of backing oh, like, the Viet Cong okay. might have abducted him. Yeah, okay. What was that guy in America that was the head of the Teamsters that, like, that went missing and they never knew? Oh. Al Pacino plays him in the movie The Irishman. Yes. Um, uh, what's his name? I'm the Chicago up. guy. 
Yeah, he was. He was the head of the head of the Teamsters, famously. Well, not Al Capone. No, no, no. Um, Frank Sheeran. No. Uh, Russell um, Buffalino. No. no. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy yeah. Hoffa. Hoffa. There it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So I think I, I was getting my my Hoffas mixed up with your Holtz. With my Holtz. Yeah. Did Hoffa also go into the ocean and never come back? <laughs> <laughs> I knew one of them had gone missing and it was unsolved. Yeah. Can't wait to jump on Wikipedia and be like, <laughs> Tom Whitcomb shot JFK. <laughs> <laughs> and used to live with Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> who was the Prime Minister of, of Australia? Was it the Lindbergh baby? Is that who I'm thinking of? <laughs> was it Amelia Earhart? <laughs> Is that, that's like, because someone. I remember asking me, like, what's Australia's kind of mystery? Like, what's the kind of... We never really knew what happened to this thing. Oh, and yeah. Is what? Azaria Chamberlain? Was that the... Dingo ate my baby. Yeah, that's where I mm-hmm. went. But I yeah. think that's probably the big one, isn't it? Is that the oh, best we uh, got? Maybe... Uh, oh, no. Like, the Ivan Milat stuff, I think there's still a bit of, like, were other people involved? Where Did they find the bodies? They didn't find the bodies, did they? Don't know. I'm not up on Australian serial killers. I'll give you that. Yeah. There's certainly a lot of conspiracy theory rec- about uh, the Port Arthur massacre. Oh, is there? Yeah. Is they're, there? They're like, oh, wasn't him. He got wait, 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 wait. Did you hear this inside or outside? <laughs> Cause, outside. Because inside, Hitler was a Jew. So let's, <laughs> let's just take a couple of steps back. <laughs> Definitely outside. Really? Yeah. I've never heard any of this. Yeah, no, no I. Look it up. So what is it? It was like a conspiracy to take away our guns. Um, and we haven't been free since. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. Like, he couldn't have possibly done it. And, like, uh, he wasn't even there and all this kind of shit. All that, like, it was, his confession was forced. Ah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on that, even vaguely. I just thought it was like, oh, that guy was crazy. And then, you know, he was caught with a gun. Like, that. I, I got nothing. I got no ins and outs of that mm. at all. Do you want to take a stab anyway? Just... Uh, just riff it. <laughs> just have a crack. I, I mean, I mean, if I was practicing shooting in Tasmania, this is how I'd go about it. Uh, I just the, when you said that, like you haven't been free since with the guns. I've thought about like every time in my life I've ever held a gun, and I've never felt more constrained. What do you, What do you mean? Because you're like you're holding a gun, and you're like, this is so fucking dangerous. Yeah. I, I didn't think that I was going to be that into them until I shot a shitload of them in Dallas. I shot mm. an AK-47 and a couple of other machine guns and I was like, this is fucking sick. I can see why people are behind this. Interesting. Yeah. Everybody at a shooting range has always been like, ah. So much fun. I do think it's it's a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. Maybe, I didn't, oh, didn't, didn't realise. I didn't think it was a big deal until you start shooting shit and then you're like, oh, I can do this every day. I found my life's calling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realise. I thought everyone felt this way but now I'm just a bitch. Just a little fucking unfree bitch. I do get your thing though there is something very confronting about that so i could just shoot that guy you know where it's just like you have that that's an option you have now well <laughs> see you're kind of acting like that's something that you might intentionally do no but it's just like it's there it's like that's a i don't know it's kind of like you know you ever heard that expression the call of the void which is like uh when you when you stand near a big kind of cliff face or whatever and you look over and there's like a tiny little voice that like tells you to jump you're like what the fuck's mm. that you've had that no, Another man. thing you've had? This is the thing. There's a Wikipedia page. I made one. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's the call of the void when you've got a gun in your hand, just there's a little voice saying, just shoot some people. Yeah. Yeah, a little. Tom, you should never live in America. <laughs> like, ever. You should stay, like, here, maybe just, the UK, like, just anywhere just, gunless. Just <laughs> start with one. See how you go. Hey, chat GPT, should I do it? <laughs> should I do it, chat GPT? Should I just shoot this dog? It'd be so easy. I could do it. Then I could jump off a cliff. <laughs>
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Oh, man. I, I feel like this conversation has really turned around for me. Initially, I was like, I'm a little bitch. And I'm like, oh, Tom's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew is the happy medium and the only one that's been inside. <laughs> but not for shooting anyone. Not for yeah. shooting anybody, no folks. No guns found in the house either. None. I did Google Call of the Void Wikipedia and the first thing that came up was suicidal ideation. And I'm like, oh, well, that's shit. not as fun. <laughs> I like the name I Su- had. Shit, do we have to put a trigger warning on this now? Yeah. <laughs> Call of the Void sounds much catchier. I love what he said, Call of the Void, like, you guys heard about this, right? And I'm like, no, I've never been that sad. (laughs) (laughs) Call of the Void? (laughs) It's got a name. (laughs) Just like, at ChatGPT, hey, ChatGPT, ever be looking over a cliff and just be like, I could jump this. It would have been funny if you tried to look it up and it wasn't a thing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've never heard about that, man. No one's ever put those three words next to each other. But hey, here's here's an ad for Beyond Blue. Call, call of the void. What about a give your dad a call, mate? <laughs> Try and reconnect. It's not over yet. Uh, That's funny. So you were talking before about uh, bullshit stories that you tell people at house parties. Mm. Uh, I wanted to talk about one of the hot topics of house parties from back when we were teens. Wait, Tom, did you feel that seamless segue there? <laughs> I saw, I saw Andrew write it down when he heard you say house party. I'm going to circle back to this in 25 minutes. I've put, I've put medicinal goods in my ass more gently than that. <laughs> I was medicinal. trying my best. <laughs> Wait, your analogy, what, are you saying you don't usually put them in gently? Oh, I'm just saying that was rough. <laughs> that was brutal. That was like a little bit of spit. Let me spit on my fingers. I, uh, think, my, I think the hemorrhoids would rupture. No good. <laughs> Well, you guys don't have them? Grow up. If you're, a, if you're a touring comedian, you got them. Hemorrhoids? Oh, yeah. Particularly if I'm drinking like beer every night for like a month. I feel like I've just had one for about 14 years now. <laughs> the pressure of being on Todd Carney's Wikipedia oh. page got to me. I was going to say, is that why you only poo once a week? <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to way more. I just can't bring myself. <laughs> so, so I'm so trying to look up things to help with constipation. Like, what about the call of the void? <laughs> just seems very full. I'd like to push it out there. Call of the Roid? <laughs> it was there. You That's an it. episode title. There it is. <laughs> call call of, the of the Roid. Yeah, it's strong. Uh, that, that could be like a great like WWE documentary about like the, you know, 90s where everyone was just fucking jerked and yeah. angry. Call the Roid. <laughs> Sorry. You want to talk about house parties? Oh, uh, well, you've kind of made it not Grow so, up, so just say the fucking thing. Or what's the fucking teenagers? <laughs> now, we've been talking about this one for a while. I wanted to talk about 
when we were teenagers, particularly underage drinking or like just when you turned 18, um, the, the, mm. the booze that we were bringing to house parties or just the ones that everyone was bringing. Andrew's going to impress some kids at a 17th birthday next week. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever bought alcohol for kids underage? No, have you? I think I have once. As in like kids sitting outside a bottle yeah. asking? Mm. And they're like, hey, could you go to someone away? Yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah, I think it happened to me when I was about 25. Yeah. And I just did it. Well, you going to say no? Probably, yeah. What? You say no? Yeah. Not, like, not because I'm against it, it's because I'm a pussy. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. you think the guy's going to get you in trouble? No, no, no. <laughs> just like the idea of like, yeah, just the, the, the taking any risk that isn't necessary. I could just shoot that guy though. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be a risk anymore. He'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, see a risk, you've got to neutralize it. That's what you've got to do. Take care of that risk. It safe. Then you've got to be safe. <laughs> like on that, like in the time between the cliff and the base. <laughs> safe. <laughs> so I wanted to have our list of yeah. the top five yeah. drinks that featured in underage or just of age, drinking in house parties? For, for me, it was like, before you can buy alcohol, mm. like, what are you kind of rocking up with? What are you turning to? That was yep. where I kind of saw it. But yep. if you'd like to change, no, this, is, this is your thing. Tell no, me your motivation. Just heyday of teenage drinking at a house party. What are you bringing? D- am I going? Yeah, well, how are we going to do this? I, I, I think that you should... Go with the ones that you think that most of us will have, and then Dan and I can confer right. as to whether we've got it or not. All right, this mm. one has to be surely on everyone's list. Passion pop. No, no, not off on my, my list. Not oversight, on your list. Oversight on my behalf, but it was not on my list. Not no, list. we we never really rocked passion pop. I've got I've got like something adjacent. No passion pop. No passion. No, pop. dude. It was cheap. It was effective. It was one at every house party I went to when I was. 17, 18. Remember how that like kind of plastic, like almost like Meccano looking cork? Mm. Yeah. Like, because yep. we can't possibly put actual cork in this. <laughs> they might That'd hurt be themselves. A waste. Yeah. We can't put a twist top on it because then it won't be classy. <laughs> Where's the passion in that? <laughs> and it always, you got a little bit of a thrill from un- undoing the, the screw and then pulling off the lid and then you had the cork and then you hear the pop be like, here we go. I mean, Tom would have hated that. That sounds like a risk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play out with that, Andrew. Shoot him, then he'll be safe. <laughs> <laughs> of all of the running jokes in Frog Cabin so far, this is my least favourite. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm really enjoying I'm it. I'm sure you guys are. Yeah, wait, he's unarmed, right? <laughs> I am shocked that Passion Pop wasn't on your list. Yeah, okay. Dude, no. What was one similar to that that you had? Well, I got, I got two variations of this theme. A, Goon. Yeah, I I, uh, I went specific. Fruity Lexia. Mm. Makes life sexier. This was te- teenage, you were doing goon? Uh, not high. I didn't drink much in high school, too much mm. of a risk. But, when, <laughs> <laughs> All right. but once uh. I was of age, <laughs> the 26th of January, 2010. Wait, we, 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 we clarified on the uh, pod that Tom's a cop, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you guys met. Yeah. This is actually uh, the I'm longest <laughs> sting operation. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for Hamilton to confess something big on the pod. <laughs> You went to the acceptance speech with him, Ben. I just say something you didn't disclose. Double jeopardy doesn't apply, you dog. Yeah. They announced he doesn't win best newcomer. I'm like, call off patrol. <laughs> he never got to say the speech. Today's not the day. 
But if you guys were going to hide incriminating evidence, where would you hide it? <laughs> uh, so goon was very, very common when I went to uni, right? So I guess at that stage, a lot of you're talking about like a lot of 18, 19 year olds. Fair enough. Goon, goon was the most common drink then, but I was number one then. But but it, but there was no goon featured when I was like 16, 17, 18 at house parties. No goon to be seen at all, dude. I was like on I would say goon 95% of the time really at those house parties because we had like two of us who had older brothers not me obviously so you had to just be like we can get a five liter bottle of goon mm. for four bucks each mm. and then drink a liter one like slightly more than a liter of that and then yeah, that was it. The, the, <laughs> that was the plan. Everyone's like, go on. Go on. <laughs> so this is like the plan so far. <laughs> what? The mathematics of Goon is pretty undeniable. Like when you mm. really... I remember being in bottle shops of age and <laughs> trying to trying to work out like the cost per drink sort of thing. And it's like, you can't go past Goon. It's just Tom's economically. Like, you want to see my driver's license and my proof of age card? Yeah. <laughs> I've got both. I can still picture Tom sweating in the bottle shop. Like, you know, is this too much alcohol? Are they going to judge me? Like, am I allowed to buy this much? <laughs> it I seems risky. <laughs> I pay for it. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I hang out here till the teenagers at the front go away? <laughs> <laughs> or I'll have to shoot them. <laughs> I thought you really forced that one in there. <laughs> Oh, look, he got a shot off. What could you say? There it is, Sarah. I'm just like, Tom's like, so how much of this goon can I drink before it lowers my inhibitions? Because <laughs> that's not what I'm looking for. All right, here's another one I feel... Well, sorry, I had double goon on mine. I had goon for two because I had goon straight and then I had goose, which was goon and juice combined. I feel like it's part of the same family. But we'd call it Maverick because Goose, Top Gun, Maverick. That's terrible. One of my favourite things is Dan Missing. <laughs> I love it so much. Goose. You that know, was, that from, was real. That was a genuine gun. part of my. It's still part of the Goon family. It's not a very. It's. It's. You can't have a separate line item for that. I'm upset. Uh, surely Woodstock. Woodstock was on my on list. On mine. Mm-hmm. Is that the first Woodstock Tallboy? Always the Tallboy can. Absolutely. I thought they only came in tall in tall cans. No. I don't think so. I Ooh. think I worked at a bottle shop because I when I left high school, I worked at a bottle shop, and I'm pretty sure they had like you know three Woodstock three seventy five mil. What. A heavily featured drink among the teenage community, surely. Mm. Anytime you wanted to go, you know, let's get something classy. Let's get a couple of bourbon cokes. Yeah. <laughs> let's get some Woody's boys. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I love that. I, I don't think I ever called them Woody's. Like, I, I would draw the line at that, but I did one time drink like 19 of them in one <laughs> night. Draw the line at that while he's sipping on his goose. <laughs> <laughs> we called it Maverick, Maverick. damn it. Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember one time my mate uh, Patrick had a party and the theme for the party was his 18th the theme of the party was go with something starting with P mm. and I went with five Woodstock cans on my person in like every pocket and my costume was pissed as. Oh, God. That's, that's more embarrassing than blackface. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's no photos. <laughs> I can still be prime minister. Or New South Wales Premier, up to you. Here's another one, surely, that's got to be on your, your list. Vodka Cruises or Bacardi Breezes? Nah, never <clears throat> touched either. I got, I got, I got Smirnoff Ice Double Blacks. Yep, Smirnoff Double Black, 100%. Pretty similar. Lock it in. And I also have UDLs. UDLs had to be on there. UDLs wasn't on mine. Wasn't on yours? I mean, it's I was going to... two places for goon, you <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> well, 
I can come up with a fucking fifth one if you're going to combine <laughs> my two goons together like some kind of psychopath. Uh, I would say in the can, we used to drink a lot of Red Bear. Red Bear. Now, that's one I'd forgotten the name of. Exactly. Because it just had the fucked kind of polar bear on the can. It was just like, Red Bear. All right. Now, that's taking me back. That's quite a nostalgic one. Dude, that was like, it was like UDL, but for hipsters. Yeah. Do they still (laughs) exist anymore? Red Bear? Yes, they updated the can. You're joking. I looked at it. I was like, oof, I don't know about this. Man. Because it used to be just like so like dodgy. Is that the original? I've never heard of these before. No, that's the new can. That's the yeah. new can? It used to be like a shit old can. What about any any beers? I, I, I The only one I had on there is one that I was getting if we wanted to like splash out with a couple of extra bucks above Passion Pop would have been Tui's Extra Dry. Yes. I had Ted's Platinum. Oh, that is such a high school drink. Yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. Which they brought back. You see they brought it back? No way. Just like, hey, would you like this shit beer but to be more alcoholic? Yeah. God. The thing, the thing with all these drinks, though, whenever you went to a house party is I would always go into the backyard and find somewhere in the bush to hide them. Oh, because yeah. Because you knew it was just free-for-all in the fridge. No one's, like, opening the fridge and going, oh, those aren't my drinks. I better not help myself. You know? Mm. Like, you'd go back an hour later and you, or half or all your drinks would be gone. So... I would always try and find a secret hiding spot. And the trade-off of your drink slowly warming over the night was... Oh, was never in the fridge. Never in the ice. Never in the fridge. You're crazy. You know what my hiding spot was at house parties? Put the six-pack or whatever. Because usually you have goon. Mm. And so you just have it on you at all times. Someone's carrying it at all times. Mm. Like a beautiful silver baby. Uh, but the hiding spot was microwave. Oh. No one ever looked in there. Yeah. Ever. It's in the kitchen. It's right near everything anyway. Fucking bang in the microwave. Safe. Yeah. That's good. Lock it down. That's good stuff. That's good thinking. Vila, that was pretty good. Just imagine combining goon with orange juice. (laughs) (laughs) And then come out with a Top Gun themed name for it before. I was so proud of that though. We used to have Smirnoff Double Blacks. We used to call them Iceman. (laughs) 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 If someone had like a nickname for a drink, like a Val Kilmer, I'd drink that. Does that sound like a good drink? A Val Kilmer, yeah, like no, a Tom no, Collins. A couple of, come here, a couple of Val Kilmers. Couple of Val Kilmers. We should invent a Val Kilmer for the podcast. Val Kilmer, it's like pure blonde with something. I'm with <laughs> you on that. Yeah, I had um, and this was specific to me and us at that time was um, Contro. Oh, because intro. it was always in every parent's liquor cabinet, and they never drank it. And they never checked it. Yeah, So you could just have it straight, and then fill it with water and you'd be fine. In the last 10 years, I think the only times I'm having Cointreau is when like girls are insisting on having Skittle bombs. Oh, yeah. That's the only time you have... Do you know what a Skittle bomb is? You're going out with girls who drink Skittle bombs? (laughs) (laughs) Is that not weird? Okay, Russell Brand. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they would have preferred just Skittles, but... Yeah, t- taste the rainbow, but spell it first. <laughs> <laughs> Skill bombs, gals. <laughs> Dude, oh fuck, that reminds me. Like, we, G- Ganju and I, like Rohan Ganju and I had like the craziest Uber driver once in Canberra. Like, Ganju was hooking up with this girl, mm. like outside this club, and then he like left and we got in the Uber and I was making fun of him for, you know, not sailing the deal kind of thing. And then <laughs> I was just rinsing Classic him. Classic boys banner. Classic boys banner. 
You didn't fuck her? Fucking loser? <laughs> loser, you didn't fuck her. I get laid all the time. Yeah, I got a girlfriend. She's not here. <laughs> she was She's school. in London right now, but you know. <laughs> when I get there, I assume we will. <laughs> uh, but no, so I was making fun of him and the Uber driver started getting involved in like the making fun of him thing. So I was like real drunk What? Chat. The driver's in on it? 100%. I love that. That's good stuff. That's Dude, amazing. I, I've had like some pretty bizarre like chats with Uber drivers where they're just getting in on the joke hard. <laughs> mm. But like roasting your mate. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a total stranger? A total That's... stranger. It was awesome. <laughs> just like, yeah, this guy is a pussy. And I'm like, yeah, five stars, brother. Like, you know, we're having fun. Um, but then as we go to get out of the Uber, this guy, <laughs> we're both in the back, he spins around and he just goes, well, guys, you can't taste pussy tonight, but you can taste the rainbow and gave us each a pack of fun-sized Skittles. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. He's like, I've had this line up my sleeve for weeks. Man, sometimes five stars... Never had a reason to say it. Sometimes five stars is not enough. Like, you can't... Well, that's why they brought in excellent conversation <laughs> after I asked them to following this incident. Well, I just... It triggered a memory about my, my sister used to date an Olympic swimmer. For a little while, uh, Australian swimmer. Australian swimmer for a and little for a little while. What like a hundred meters, two hundred meters, four <laughs> hundred? What are we talking? <laughs> Was it a medley? Or do they stick to the one position? <laughs> and, and, and he won. He won a bronze medal in the Olympics. Wow! In 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 the relay. Wow! And so we had some family event on, and he came with the medal. No, mm. that's awesome. Mm. Was he wearing it? No, he wasn't wearing it. Oh, it I thought in, he came in just... It was in the case. Meddled up. Okay. Um, but I remember my auntie looked at this and, and looked him in the eye and goes, isn't this amazing? Have you got any gold? The <laughs> 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 look on his face. This poor bloke. He's got an Olympic fucking medal. I've never seen one. I've never touched one in my life. That's it's so, so impressive. Funny. It looks so cool. <laughs> just... just Old aunties with no filter, just immediately. Yeah, oh, that's so good. You got any gold? Dude, like, uh, was she older, the auntie? Uh, well, yeah. Did she yeah. know what she... Did, was it a zinger or was it a genuine question? It was curiosity. It wasn't... She wasn't trying to rip on him, but it just came out across so, like... Oh, so she was like, oh, that's what a that's bronze so one looks gold. like. Oh, that's lovely. Ones. Yeah. And he's just, like, thinking, like, no... Like, that's no, uh, so funny. One, you'd be looking at it. If you if you if I had a gold one, I would be dumping Andrew's sister. <laughs> yeah. I was someone way hotter, <laughs> like a gymnast. <laughs> Legit, right? Yeah, but that's so funny. I feel for the dude. A gymnast in two to three years when they're of age. <laughs> <laughs> and we can do skittle bobs. <laughs> just picturing gymnasts waiting outside bottle shops and Whip can be like, not a chance. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. No passion pop for you. <laughs> <laughs> Too risky. Surely a gymnast. Hi, can I get a uh, goon and some juice, please? We call it. We know. <laughs> You've told us. <laughs> I meant to Maverick's a cute name. Yeah, it is a cute name. We, we used to have such a good... It was a good system. I remember at schoolies, I'd do this. Because like the, the house... We, I had to Byron for schoolies. Because, you know, private school. Oh, yeah. Byron. Service paradise. Scum. <laughs> right? You didn't go service. No, fuck no. That's where all the cool kids went. No, oh, dude. You're wrong. All the all the guys who are currently employed by startups went to Byron. <laughs> <laughs> and did you guys play some pretty sweet land parties of Dota up in Byron? Is that how it went? 
Nah, my, my friend fell asleep with a joint in his mouth and almost burnt the house down. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another story. Did you, did you go to schoolies or did you think it was too risky? <laughs> I didn't go to schoolies. You didn't? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I am not shocked. <laughs> <laughs> was I was it? 17. What was <laughs> I to do? So, Tom, are you sad not to go to schoolies? Yeah, so many targets. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last day you can do a school shooting. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gotten pretty dark. Uh, <laughs> that's very on brand that you didn't get a schoolies. That's fun. It is good. I love that you said that, and I was like, I actually know that he didn't. <laughs> I was like, this is going to make Andrew very happy. <laughs> this is going to make Andrew laugh more than when I try to do a serious scene with him before the podcast. <laughs> hey, oh, can, can we re- talk about that? Uh, yeah. We can't. We can't talk details, but yeah. no. But we can talk about the 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 opportunity. Yeah. Yes. Hammer's like, can I come over early and run lines with you? And I was like, oh yes. You know, I I didn't get a a commercial on Friday. I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm your I'm your hot ticket. Yeah. And then he's like, no, we actually have to record it and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. And I'm auditioning for the role as a bikey in a TV series. I I'm tied up. I've been beaten up. I'm getting threatened. I have to give my. Who's name. threatening you? <laughs> Fucking Maverick is <laughs> Maverick standing over you, old, your dog. Old Maverick, and then uh, yeah, you're threatening me, and your attempt at threatening me <laughs> was so funny that I we had to retake the scene because I was laughing too much. I think the funny thing about it is that it immediately follows your character telling like a joke, like an actual joke, and I'm just like ha 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 acting you know? <laughs> and, and then i'm like fucking right and hammo just burst out like i thought i was like does has he read it wrong where it's like he thinks he's supposed to laugh now and he's like no, <laughs> no you were just so just, unthreatening just oh. looking in your eye as you're trying to threaten me i was just i just i, I couldn't stay in character I'm just that good. I had to, and then I immediately apologised to you. I was like, sorry, I couldn't contain it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you were very threatening. Very threatening. <laughs> yeah, it was... It Because was, I was like, I'm nailing this. Yeah. You know, you, I thought I was coming in pretty hot. You, you were nailing it with the performance. It was just the combination between the words you were saying and the look of you that just... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't your performance, Daniel. It was your physical appearance <laughs> and attempt to threaten me. It wasn't something you could improve upon. It was something that is intrinsically you. <laughs> no amount of acting training, no amount of lighting, no costume change could make you threaten me. Yeah, you put Robert De Niro in your body. I still would have laughed. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> you know when you brought up that sometimes uh, older people say bizarre things because <laughs> they don't have a filter? Yes. Oh boy, did that trigger a memory. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with it, sister. <laughs> Lay it on me. <laughs> so today I was, I was over uh, at my dad's place and one of his friends used to watch the Zoom comedy shows we did during the pandemic, right? Yes. She was like, yeah, I used to love those Zoom shows, but now you've gone offline, I can't see you. You should record every show and then people could pay to listen to them back. And I'm like, well, like when you do like a live show, you kind of like, you do a lot of the same material. I just don't think people would really find it that valuable. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, what if you... Like, just put a joke out every week. Reader's Digest used to do this. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be a current success, you know? And she's like, they used to put a joke out, like a collection of jokes, like a joke page every issue. And I used to love that. So you could do that. You could come with some jokes and have some friends submit some jokes and then you don't pay them. It's all for exposure. (laughs) Old people hate paying people. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. They're like, no, it's a foot in the door. You'll love it. Um, I want it for exposure. For exposure. You need it. But anyway. And she's like, yeah, so just get your friends to write jokes, put them in like one thing and then like kind of email that out every month. Yeah. And then people can read these jokes and you can get exposure to them and they might come see your show. And I'm like, I think you just described Twitter 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's genuinely, she doesn't know. She doesn't yeah. know there's this out there in every possible form. Mm. That could be Twitter, that could be TikTok, that could be Instagram, that could be Facebook, could be YouTube, could be Substack, mm. could be a ma- like a mail out. Like, any of those things cover exactly what that is. And she's like, I've got this revolutionary idea for you. She got a bit upset when I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you don't realize this is gold, kid? She's singing like, you're welcome. Yeah. Just like, then you could own property. It's like, <laughs> fuck, what? Really? But it was just, it really made me think, like, old people, they have the internet. And a lot of them do have social media. Mm. But I just don't think... They know how to get what they want from it. That's fine. I like the idea that one day she just happens upon Twitter and she's like, Dan took my idea. (laughs) It's going great. He sold it to Elon Musk. (laughs) That's so weird. You know what I mean? Just like she was like, I would love this to exist. And I'm like, man, this has existed for the last 10 years for free. Yeah. And you can legitimately find the people whose jokes you like and only see their jokes. Mm. And... You, I don't have and, to do anything. And, and no one's paying him. No one's paying him. You'd love, <laughs> You'd it. love that part. Because <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Just like, hey, for exposure, why don't you put some stuff out there online for people to see? And I'm like, I've been doing it. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the reels for this fucking podcast. Like, you know. <laughs> right? It's no, just, just, why don't you take stuff that you're not sure if it's good enough to say on stage yet and you just put it mm. in somewhere and put it out to the world? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Every day. We've all been doing it. Yeah. And we're all really over it <laughs> but we keep doing it people like you and you yeah. can't even fucking find it and would they even come to a show <laughs> but yeah i just i found that just a really fascinating like she genuinely thought this was new yeah it was like a new idea that she'd had mm. and i'm like i want to see what other ideas she's got because <laughs> if this is just one off the top of her head yeah she you know twitter in in passing yeah. You're sitting on an absolute gold <laughs> mine she, here, my friend. She invented social media off the top of her head and gave it to you <laughs> as a friend. As, a, <laughs> as, as my dad's friend. <laughs> as Not dad. even as my friend. She's handed out, <laughs> out revolutionary ideas. She's like, what if we made cars, but instead of petrol, they were powered on electricity? You want that? You That's want better it? for the environment, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can just kind of charge them like a battery. <laughs> I just like, yeah, there's a lot of of information on the internet, but it's very hard to find exactly what you're looking for. (laughs) Maybe if I put in a few keywords, then I could put that in and then it'd find, the internet could find it for me. (laughs) So it's like, hey, you know how it's really annoying to go down to the theater in advance to buy a ticket? (laughs) What if I could just type in the show that I want to see and buy tickets to it without leaving my house? Yeah, like the information in encyclopedias is always like out of date. Like, wouldn't it be great if there was some kind of like system for like just the people of the world updating that regularly? Here's what I'm thinking: three to four CD-ROMs. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it's really hard to type. You know, like I, I'm not, I wasn't brought up with it. So like hitting the keys quickly and correctly is quite hard. What if I could just say the words, and then they'd be put down on the computer? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know how tiring it is constantly updating your iTunes music library? <laughs> what if <laughs> all the music was in one place? <laughs> how long are we going to keep doing this for? <laughs> and you hardly got to pay the artist. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> There's like, I got to do all these presentations at work and it's really hard using texture on the see-through laminate paper before projecting it onto the screen. What if? What if we could just kind of put it all down and project it onto the screen using digital technology? Uh. You know how when you say words, what if you could put them down on paper some way? What if there was a way to express words in a visual written format? <laughs> That's a big idea. Word up. She's like, yes, I did it. What if, what if the front bit was light green, the back was dark green? What about that? That could change everything. What if it was blue and kind of had the motion of water? That'd be pretty sick. Man, clip word art and clip art. They were they were a real prison for a little while, weren't they? Where you really had like twelve ways to write a headline, and that was it. I mean, I didn't find them a prison. I found them like just the sheer amount of time I'd spend on the word art versus the words. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I gotta nail this. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is the first impression I'm making on my teacher. I remember at the uh, at the gig that we did f- uh, your gig recently, being in the bathroom where all the band posters were up, and I'm like, you guys spent about 12 minutes on this, didn't you? Including printing and cutting up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, nice and quick. I mean, I sorry, I thought about this the other day, like. If in high school you were given, you remember they were like, hey, there's this thing called Microsoft Word. That's where all the words go. You write essays with that. There's this thing called Microsoft PowerPoint. And that's where you do presentations. You can show people pictures of little words and you point and then you say the thing that you said on screen verbatim because you didn't really prepare. So you just read it out. That counts as a presentation, doesn't it? And then the third one is uh, this number thing and that's fucking hard. (laughs) (laughs) And then as a kid, you're like, well, obviously Microsoft Word is going to be the most important of these by far. And even though I'm a stand-up comedian who is supposed to write shit down, Excel is by far the most important one. Like spreadsheets, so much more important. Then if you ask my wife, who's like, you know, doing kind of in-office corp- corporate stuff, PowerPoint seems to be like the most necessary of any skill. 100%. N- 95% of any of the important whoa, outputs whoa, whoa, from whoa, my whoa. What percentage is it, Tom? Because <laughs> <laughs> you said 100% and you followed up with 95. <laughs> this kind of discrepancy will throw off our formula I, uh, on Excel. I, I, <laughs> 100% agree with you because 95% of my work outputs that end, like, of important outputs uh, end up in a PowerPoint. That's the, that's the whole thing. Right? Mm. I never, in a million years, like when they're like, hey, you got to learn PowerPoint, I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, like, what, what, what am I trying to sell muffins at a bake sale? What do I need this thing for? I don't know why you need it. <laughs> I don't know why you need multiple slides for that. I think one would probably do it. Hi, uh, muffin break. Before I decide, do you have some kind of uh, document that could put me through? Well, I don't, I don't want to read it. I just want to listen to it. Can you present? Can you present your menu options to me? That was and how your muffins are different and why it's a break. <laughs> but first. <laughs> First, a content slide, please. (laughs) That was one of the first things when I started working in PR agencies that annoyed me was they don't tell you that suddenly everyone's going to call a PowerPoint presentation a deck. Oh, a deck, yeah. It's just called a a deck. deck. Mm. And you don't never get that memo. It's just suddenly people, everyone's talking, oh, you're working on a deck. What is it? What's a memo? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot you've never worked worked in an office. There's a couple of words that you may not be up to speed with, but one of them's deck. What's what's a deck? That's a a PowerPoint presentation. The deck, yeah. Just the, the deck. The pit, yeah, the pitch deck. You just call it the deck. Just the, the deck. deck. Yeah, you're working on the deck. How's the deck going? We're not a deck, the deck. 
The deck. The deck. Okay. And what about what about a memo? What is that short for? <laughs> you don't know, do you? Memorandum. Oh, you got it. Damn you, it. Here you, ever go. seen, you ever seen a PowerPoint presentation on a boat? It's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> so just move this star- <laughs> move this slide starboard. <laughs> Actually, sorry, you went too far. Go port. 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 There it is. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, that's so dumb. Oh, is that it? <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> I don't know if I can follow that. We're not going to top that. I don't think we're going to top it. Um, uh, follow Floor yeah. Cap. Listen to Floor Cabin. They should listen. This is where we tell them to listen. This is where we thank them. You're up to 18 five-star reviews on Spotify. Oh, Pretty yeah. Good. Keep them going. Only, no, only, only, only t- sorry, you, you were going to say it. I was, you can say it. Only two on the, uh, on the iTunes page. One of them is me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't believe Todd Carney's roommate listens to this podcast. That's awesome. I, I don't know. I didn't want to. Re- I thought one of you would give me shit for this because I was. I wrote a review, and then as I was writing, I was like, "Wait a minute, is this going to show up like with my username?" Tom, so the Tom one w. written review on the page is like, "Funniest bunch of flogs I know from Tom Whitcomb ninety two. <laughs> and I'm like, "It won't matter. We'll get more reviews." <laughs> nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so look, I I was gonna say if you guys obviously you're very cool, you listen on Spotify as you should. But if you could give us a review on Apple, don't anymore. Leave <laughs> leave just Tom's. <laughs> I would like Tom's to be the only review of this podcast Forever. on Apple Podcast. Is this a good podcast? It seems like one of the hosts likes it. Flog Cabin, wherever you get your podcast, listen, follow us on Instagram at Flog Cabin. Share the reels. You dogs. That's it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. You flogs. Bye. And there it is. <laughs> I hate that that's become the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for joining us in the Flog Cabin. We hope you enjoyed all of our blabber. Tune in next week. Maybe somebody gets jerked off. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.